All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, myself, Mike Davis, and Randy Vasquez are back for episode number two of Hurry Up and Tech. Randy, how you doing today? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Doing real good. So you ready to kick this off? I am. We got some new, actually as of like yesterday or today type of updates to kind of go over. And we had to make an amendment to our notes here. And it's actually, I think it'll make for a better detailed uh, podcast today. Yeah, agreed. So uh, our first topic today, I think is going to be introductions and kind of just talking about ourselves and our backgrounds. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, You want to go ahead and start that off? Yes, uh, we were very excited when we finally got everything working last week that we kind of realized that we, for those who don't really know us, um, and if you're watching this, who are these two people talking? And uh, if you're not subscribed to either my channel or uh, we don't know each other personally on Facebook, you really have no idea who we are. So um, Mike and I go back oh, since 2009, I met him. And uh, so we've known each other for going on about seven years. Uh, we used to both uh, serve in the military. And uh, we were stationed out east, and we found out that we both had a very similar love for technology. And uh, it was destined to be that one day we'd do a podcast yeah. and just you know, always do this stuff. Uh, so I, my background is actually very uh, diverse. I went from uh, working at SeaWorld San Diego to being in the United States Marine Corps to being a full-time student to where I currently work. Uh, for the government as a contractor and the company that I work for they specialize in actually uh, the tech field and specifically at the building I work at uh, the company who I work for works with uh, simulated helicopters not joystick stuff but a full-on replica of a helicopter and student pilot officers go and train in these simulators and um, they, they're actually all over uh, the country for sure. And actually around the world, they work f- very closely with DOD. So I get to see technology uh, everywhere I go on a professional level, as well as obviously on a personal level. Um, my, my background is that I'm actually very new to Apple as a full-on technology kind of guy on my whole timeline. I've actually was really big on Windows all the way up until I didn't get my first Mac, which also became my only Mac until I got the 5K iMac here. I didn't get my first Mac until 2011, end of 2011, when the that was the latest uh, update that came out at that moment. And up to that point, everything was Windows-based. I had Dells and, and HPs and, you know, Windows... XP and and I left Windows because Windows 8 was absolutely terrible and agreed. I absolutely hated it and then uh, Once I got onto Mac OS, I never looked back (laughs) and That's I think in a nutshell that sums me up uh, for it of my I think my passions in regards So I'm not I try really hard not to be biased in what I do uh, Especially when it comes to reviews. I do keep an open mind but also, truth be told, I've never actually owned an Android phone. I've always been uh, iPhone, so I I can only give up to a certain level. Unlike you know, Mike, I know you can give a more detail from your own experiences. So yes, yes, I can. Um, so let's start my, with my background. Um, I've always kind of been a, a I don't know if 
techie is the right word or a geek or whatever. I've always been interested in electronics and that probably comes from my dad. My dad's a, he's a spacecraft technician, kind of like what I do now. Um, so he's always been to electronics and radios and fixing stuff. And so my background is started when I was real little, I was always fixing stuff with my dad and he was always teaching me. So, you know, I, if it comes to, running electrical in a house or in a car or building small circuit boards or whatever. I pretty much have done it all. Um, my work history, I kind of, I'm, I'm pretty diverse too. So I started at UPS. Um, I was a supervisor there for a little bit and then I moved into the Marine Corps as well. I was a communications tech in the Marine Corps. Uh, and then kind of, worked my way into the data chief position and was pretty much in charge of all IT related everything for our regiment uh, for, man, I think it was like three years I did that. Um, so I got really good at all that stuff, hit, juggling a lot of stuff, big budget, all that, all that fun stuff. And uh, so after that, I decided to get out and I started working at Ball Aerospace, which is where I currently work. I am a they consider a spacecraft integration and test technician. So I'm the guy actually putting together the spacecraft, putting boxes, you know, flight avionics boxes and, you know, the, the harnessing and everything involved with actually building the spacecraft itself. I'm, I'm involved with, um, and then testing everything and making sure that everything is working as expected. So, um, lately, I've been getting more into the test engineer side of things, so actually helping run the tests and, and actually controlling the spacecraft itself. So that's that's been really, really fun, really cool, definitely a lot to learn. Um, when it comes to Apple, um, I when did I get my first Mac? It was uh, right after high school. I bought an iBook. It was an iBook, I believe G4. It was a little little 12-inch white plastic iBook and uh, kind of haven't looked back since. Um, I've done a combination of both Windows and Mac, but I always, I always have my main computer as a Mac um, just because it's – it's head and shoulders above everything else. Uh, Windows 10 is pretty good. I will I will give them that. Windows 10 is pretty solid. It, it definitely goes back to more of how Windows has always been. And it, it works pretty good. Um, but Mac OS is just so much better. Uh, the iPhone, I... I've had every single iPhone that's ever come out. Um, I've stood in line for almost all of them until they started doing pre-orders and stuff. Um, I did divert for a little bit for about ooh, maybe four months to an Android device. I had got the Moto X and did not like Android. Just, I don't know, something about it. It's just not as good, not as easy to use, just yeah, not as good. Uh, and I know we have that down as a, a podcast topic. So one day we'll come back and, and discuss why in more detail. But um, yeah, that's pretty much my background. Um, yeah, we just wanted to get those introductions out and, and let everyone know who we are and just 
why we're doing this this podcast. You know, we both really love tech and we like to sit around and just talk about it. And so we figured, hey, let's go ahead and record it and put it up and maybe other people can enjoy it and, you know, share in the discussion and we can talk about it on the podcast as we go forward. Yeah. And now you know us better. And, uh, and if you already know us, uh, then now you don't know us any better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So our second topic, let's talk about the 5k iMac. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, I got mine last, this month, beginning of this month. Feels like last month already. Well, cause I ordered it, uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I, what I did, I know what we both did is we, we didn't get the, the, the entry level model and we, we got, uh, the specs, our specs are, are almost identical. The only difference that we actually have is I have full on SSD and you have the fusion drive, but right. we, uh, we kind of wanted to up the power of it. And, um, when I ordered mine, I had to wait a bit for it, but okay. So this iMac, let's, I'm definitely going to go over the, the pros over the cons first based okay. off of. I'm coming from a 2011 MacBook uh, Pro, uh, no Retina. It, it, a very, it was a hard drive. Um, it was the only thing that was uh, added to it was that I had a i7 processor, not an i5. Uh, but everything else was pretty uh, standard for it. What I got, and I and I ran that to the ground um, to to give a better understanding about what I use a Mac for when I bought the MacBook pro, I did it with full intentions of that. I was going to increase my, my actual video production, my uh, music production. And that's when I realized that windows wasn't really cutting it for me without having to, you know, get Adobe. And even then it was very laggy. I was on windows Vista for a long time, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> and I did experience a lot of the other uh, problems with windows Vista. And then when I got windows seven, it was actually really good. Um, unfortunately I went to windows seven a little too late because then they were rolling out windows eight. And when I did get windows eight, it, it, it turned me off completely. Um, at that moment, they, bad. they didn't even have the, the, the start button. At this yeah. Point. It was before yeah, they it, actually did an update for it. It started in tablet mode and it's like, okay, I'm sitting at a desktop computer and how am I supposed to, to use this? It's, it's tablet mode. This doesn't work. I was very intimidated because it wasn't a touchscreen laptop. It was very, you know, it was unknown territory for me. I panicked, and at that point, uh, I had I had the money put aside, and I just went to Best Buy and I said, um, "I want a good laptop." And they're like, "Oh, what are you looking at?" I was like, "I don't. Here's what I have now. I don't want this." And the guy said, "Let me introduce you to Apple." And I was like, "Oh, well, I have an iPhone." He's like, "Yeah, but now do you know about Mac OS?" And I'm like, "No, I I don't even know the, the operating system's names or anything like that." At this point, I still the only thing I knew was iPhone. Um, so when I got the MacBook Pro, I I ran that thing to the ground. Probably you know <laughs> when I hit the ground, running with it because I knew uh, I was pushing it. I was always pushing it and renders. I would, I'd get the the little colored wind you know window yeah, thing, spinning the, umbrella. The spinning umbrella, and it was just, and I would always get it, and uh, but I was patient. I was very tolerant with it, and then I took the, the MacBook Pro, and I just would always attach it to different monitors so I can actually. I needed the screen real estate when I was using Final Cut, and um, it wasn't until I'd say the the last quarter of last year I, I realized that my everything else was growing. My my equipment was growing. Everything in the production side was growing, but the laptop was holding me back. And I needed something stronger than that. 
So I started shopping around. At this point, uh, the 5K had only had one model, and that's for the 27 inch, and that was for $2,500. And I was like, you know, it's a beautiful temptation, but I don't think it's very uh, practical for me at this moment uh, with my budget. And then when they did their, uh, when they announced the the iPhone for the 6S and 6S Plus, shortly after they said, hey, all 27 inches are now going to be 5K. So I was like, oh, hey, perfect. Um, at that point, I was sold. I wanted to get it. So I came into it and I, and I uh, upped all the stuff and everything. The, there is no loading. Everything just pops like that. When you hit something on the dock and, and it, it bounces, I remember I would sit there and it bounce, 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 and then stop. I get a white screen and then it would kind of like start to render in. Now, if I was to open up like photos, it just, I click it one quick, then it just drops, boom, there very fast. Um, and I use hard drive, uh, external hard drives for all my stuff. So I actually keep uh, the, the internal storage relatively empty. And for having it for almost a month, I, I can't find it with it. I love the new Magic Mouse because it does all the sensors as if you were using a trackpad. Um, like when I use the Mail app, I'm able to actually slide left like I would to delete or slide right to uh, add different bookmarks. The keyboard here is absolutely, uh, one, it's stunning. I love how small it is, but then it actually really, you know, it works well. The, when, you, when you're typing, it, it's just, it's, they yeah, did it right. They, the new keyboard is right. really nice. I'm really impressed with the new keyboard. Yeah. Now, for the negatives, though, I would tell you that, sorry with the keyboard since I already talked about it, I would have loved to have it extended so I can actually have the number pad on the yeah, side. Yeah, the number pad would be nice. I look forward to when hopefully that will come out soon. I, I'm hoping they would because so far, the, I before then, I would have bought in an iMac, uh, just a regular you know, retina display iMac, and I was going to pay the little extra. And it, instead of being wireless, I would have had the one with the... With the, the, the numpad pad. in it. Yeah, it's wired. But I would have done it, but then now that this comes uh, standard, I wasn't going to downsize the keyboard. The other thing I don't like is I have to reach behind the iMac for everything. I, every time I put my headphones in, every time I need to charge, or when I put my USB in for my phone, for my hard drives, um, whenever I think I have a nice setup, if I'm using my camera or I just, I'm in a comfortable position with my, uh, with my computer, I have to turn the screen around just because that's how my desk is set up. I can't just walk around. On the other side, I have like my futon. It's, it's not practical. So I have to move it around, and I don't like it. Aesthetically, I get it because um, we have a very clean uh, actual physical feature of what we see on the front, and I like it, but uh, I, I just – it's irritating. <laughs> so uh, power button, same thing. It's on the back. I've, I've gotten now familiar where I know where to fill for it almost because I made it muscle memory, but initially I was trying to fill for it. I couldn't get it. Um, and I think the only other thing I don't like is that, uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know how I do it, but I tend to get a little bit of, I guess, spit or something gets on my screen. And with, for 5k, you notice when little water somethings are on the screen and it just, it bugs me. I sit there and then when I start cleaning it, I actually have to end up just cleaning the whole iMac, which means I'm doing the whole thing because that little smudge and then it smudges and then. I can now see the pixels getting starting to get a little bit distorted because of the water. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's almost too crisp and clear for me, but really, I mean, very small complaints on the overall scale for it just being a very fast, efficient tool for me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I pretty much echo everything you just said. Um, I 
don't have the cleaning issue, but that could only be that I've had it for a week, so I haven't seen anything yet. Um, the ports on the back, I agree, they're a little tough. Um, but they all IMAX have been that way for for a while. So I guess uh, I, I used to have an older 24-inch uh, iMac uh, when that one came out. Uh, so I have a little bit of experience with it, and I really enjoyed that. I like having it all built in one. It's just it's just a screen. It just sits on its little stand, and it has one cord, right? Yep. You got your your power cord, and that's it. Everything else, it's just clean. And uh, maybe I'll I'll post a photo of what my office looks like. But as soon as you walk in the office, you see the back of the iMac, and I have it. It's just so clean, right? Because you don't have anything really plugged in. I have my external speakers, and I have the power cord, and that's it. And it's it's gorgeous. That's nice. Yeah, uh, I think we should. Yeah, I think we actually should uh, post photos either on the, our Facebook or Twitter just to show our office because I, me, I know what your office looks like, but I think it, it, we can show exactly how how we utilize our our all this extra space now. Because one thing that you, you know you, it's clean, and I personally like the the the, practi the practical part of that. It's easy for me to move it all in one. Um, I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my box, uh, not because, you know, as a moment I had one day I bought, I remember the day I bought my iMac, but because when I move, you know, later on this year, I can just put it right there, take the one cord, take my wireless, the mouse and keyboard, put it in, you know, my, my, my backpack or my laptop bag. And, and it's just, it's just easy to transport. And it's really considering for what it is and how big it is. It's not that heavy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be heavier. It's not. I love it. Yep. Uh, for the pro side, since I kind of agreed with your cons there, the pro sides for me, the screen is just fabulous. 5K. Um, I was designing our logo today on the on this screen. And, yeah, uh, there's some constraints about the size of what cover photos need to be. So I'm right. researching that. And I go and I, I set up the canvas so it's that size. And normally – if you're using just a regular screen, you know, it takes up the entire screen, right? And you're working right. at it there. No, on the 5K, it was like this big. I'm like, well, now I got to yeah. zoom in. And so there's just so much real estate. You're able to, you know, the split screen, the new split screen in El Cap is just fabulous. You just, um, I was using that when I was writing my papers. I'd have my research up here and then my paper here, and you can do both and just, it's just really, really well done. I agree. I'm using it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can, It's perfect for this, right? You got the video up, and then you got our notes so that you can follow along. Yeah, it, it works really good. Uh, let's see. what uh, The load times on everything, it's just fast. It's just fast. Like like you said, it's just everything loads just instantly. Even with the one terabyte Fusion, yeah. you know, it's, it, it has the, uh, that small little SSD in there. That's all I need. It's It's fast. Um, I upgraded mine. I put 32 gig in there and uh, it's, it screams it's fast. So, you know, what's interesting about your model with the, the terabyte fusion drive, uh, you have 128 SSD uh, for, you know, it, it, they say it's so that way all your daily applications, uh, they, they boot up so fast and the, the software knows it gets familiar with your habits. So it knows which ones to use for the SSD, and then everything else goes onto the, the regular hard drive of it. 
What's interesting about it, just to put in perspective about how much of a you know monster and strength that this thing is, the 128 is the entry level for a regular MacBook Pro um, SSD. Uh, the MacBook Pros don't have uh, a hard drive or a fusion drive. They just use SSD. And right. all the models right now, entry level starting is 128 gigs for it. So you have the storage of a MacBook Pro as a placeholder and then you know the remainder of it for your fusion drives that it's 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 powerful i i can imagine for you having everything boot up so fast and you're not gonna i don't think you're ever gonna experience really much of a lag issue unless you were running all these pro applications at once and they were at you know the perfect storm everything's rendering at the same time maybe then you'll start experiencing the lag but Besides that, I, I don't see any issue of why that would ever really become an issue. Yeah, you, you'd really have to throw a lot at this thing to, to get it to, to break. Um, I've tried. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I haven't tried yet. Um, you know, right now I, I have a quite a bit of stuff running right now. I got Pixelmator up and, you know, Safari and Mail and all that stuff. And it's it's cruising around, cruising along just fine. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else do I like about this? Um I was like testing yeah. it with uh, FaceTime with you. I, I realized how, how crystal clear really comes in. I thought it was because, oh, okay, all the pixels, it makes you clear. But when you say that it's just the same on the on your end as well, that means I, I don't think the the front camera is 1080. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't remember, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think they ever published what that was. They, It's the FaceTime HD. They call it HD. So it's pro I want to say it's 720p, but it might be 1080. I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're clearer on FaceTime than you, I would say, you know, Hangout or any other thing that we just web-based. Yeah. Well, and that's that – Gives give some credit to to Apple on the FaceTime thing there. They've really kind of knocked that out of the park. It's really clear, right? So um, I think that pretty much wraps up our impressions, right? I mean, they're they're awesome. Yeah, I love it so far. Yeah, one one word to describe it. So our next topic is actually gonna let's talk about iOS nine point three, which is in beta right now. They released beta four a couple days ago. Yep. And uh, this is actually kind of a different approach. They're actually releasing new features in a point release. And, and Apple doesn't normally do that. Usually it's bug fixes and maintenances for point releases. And all the big features are like, you know, iOS 8, iOS 9. This time they're actually adding some features in a point release. So um, you want to go ahead and talk about uh, some of these features that you've seen and what yeah. you like? So I, I actually want to talk about the one that we just found out because I think that's the most exciting one for me and it has to do with the apps. Um, or not the, I'm sorry, not the apps, but it has to do with the, the notes. Uh, when I just found out, and I found out this morning that you can individual note tabs or pages on it, lock them and encrypt them and have different passwords for them, that was, oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah, I use really my notes for everything, I, yeah. I jot down ideas to later transfer on to, let's see, our actual notes on you know paper. Uh, I use it for recipes. I use it actually sometimes. I you know admittedly I do use it for passwords if I don't put it in you know uh, one of the, the the encrypted apps that I have. I, I have to put it down to just remind myself to get back to it later, and to have that type of you know security 
it's cool. And I think they're doing that because of the whole FBI thing. I think they're just trying to really make a point saying that, hey, the power is yours. Here, here's, you know, you make it as strong as you want it to be, or if you don't want any locks on it and any type of uh, encryption, that's also on you, but the power is yours. And now for them to put it on an individual app natively is awesome to see because that means I would love to see it come to iOS 10 for photos, for text messages, uh, phone calls, uh, contacts, anything that's, you know, personalized to you just so that way you have that type of privacy to ensure that, you know, if somebody broke into your particular iPhone or got into your iCloud, they can't just get into those now apps. And I think that's, you know, to me, that's the most exciting feature now. I, I thought the whole night, uh, the night mode was going to be an awesome uh, concept, and it is an awesome concept. Um, unfortunately, you know they they kind of screwed out the the third the third party guys like Flux and stuff because I love using it on Mac OS. But uh, for me, the highlight I would have to say is the the Touch ID concept or putting in a pen for notes personally. Yeah, that's my the that's my favorite one. Huge. Like it, and it's it goes beyond the password thing, right? It's it's your thumbprint. And that's right. how you unlock the notes. And that one that makes it so fast, right? And so you just lock it and then if you need to get back to it, boom, your thumbs there, you're in there. You don't have to mess around with passwords or anything. And it's secure, right? So they're they're probably storing it on secure element. And so it's all encrypted and it's it's awesome. Like that that's a really, really great feature that they're putting there. Um, as for Nightshade, I, I can't wait for Nightshade. That's that's long awaited. Yes, they cut they kind of Sherlock's flux a little bit there. And I don't know uh, if you know the term Sherlock. Have you ever heard that? Do you know what Sherlock is? I know Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back, I, I want to say it was the iOS or uh, Mac OS nine days. They had a an app called Sherlock, and what Sherlock was, it was it was almost like an app version of Google where okay. you could type in something and it would go and find stuff for you. So if yellow page listings and movie times and just there's a bunch of stuff you could do in Sherlock. Well, um, the term Sherlock comes along because Sherlock actually replaced something else. Mm. And um, so the, the term Sherlocking is because like Sherlock replaced a bunch of stuff and kind of kicked other stuff out. And, and that's kind of, it, it's the term that they use for, for like this, this case, Nightshade. Yeah. Um, Flux got Sherlocked because Flux was actually, they had the app, they posted it, I think it was on GitHub. And you could, okay. you could sideload it on your iPhone. And sideloading is very difficult. You have to have an app developer account, you have to have Xcode installed, and you have to know how to take that binary, compile it, throw it in Xcode, and then upload it to your phone to get it to work. Or you can jailbreak. That's another way of doing it. But um, right. uh, with Apple, Apple, you know, they shut them down. I believe they sent them a letter, and they're like, hey, you guys can't do this. And then literally a couple weeks later, they're, they're like, hey, look at our new feature. It's Nightshade. So... <laughs> Whether they uh, they stole it from Flux or they had already planned it and were kind of coming back later being like, oh, hey, we're kind of already doing this, so we don't want you to be able to sideload it. Who knows? Well, I mean, but I think that's a bit 
hypocritical of them when, or I don't actually. I just think it's downright not fair when they allowed, uh, you know, third-party apps to use your flash to be a flashlight until iOS six, five, maybe seven. I don't remember anymore now. But they allowed yeah. it to actually make it. You know, now you can make the flashlight, and uh, be prior to when Apple made it, you know, a, a native thing that you could just, you know, kind of activate it yourself. I had third-party apps that would give me the flashlight feature, or make it a strobe light, or make it like Morse code. And yeah, me too. Um, I had that. I didn't, I, I didn't see them going and saying, "Hey, you need to shut this down because we said so," or "Or we're about to release it." They even now, if you go onto the App Store now, because I've looked. Those those flashlight apps are still there, completely useless. But unless you want to make a Morse code or something, um, I, I just found it a bit unfair that they they didn't do it for or they pick and choose who they want to shut down out of it. And yeah, yeah, this flux this flux one's a little weird uh, how they handle it. Like the the flashlight one, it that's such an obvious use that you almost have to put it in. You almost have to build that in, right? And right. Yeah, you're gonna screw all the flashlight apps, but most of them were free. And if you really want the the SOS feature or the Morse code, just go get the app and you can use it. But right. for for the standard things, yeah, you you just want to flip up Control Center and turn turn the flashlight on and go right. So that one's a little different. I think this the way they handled the flux things probably not the best way to do it. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I don't think we know, but. Yeah, not handled very well. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, but besides that, besides the, the our our little night mode or the uh, my favorite one with the notes, I saw how they kind of re reamping some of the the three D touch. Um, yeah, a lot more three D touch. Uh, quick actions is what they're quick actions. Quick actions. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're adding them like everywhere. So settings has it now. Uh, I think the podcast app has it. There, there's a bunch of built-in apps that now have 3D 3D touch quick actions. So that's good because I'm I'm actually starting to use them a lot more. Right. And I love the third-party apps that have it. It just makes it so much quicker. Like uh, Todoist, for instance, when I want to add a task, you just hold down on the you know you do the the uh, quick action launch. You press a little harder pops up you say new task and type it in real quick and off you go it's great yeah i think what i would like to see with uh those quick actions and later updates obviously would be the ability for you to customize what you want it to be there so that way it's a quick you hold it down and let's say on facebook if i was to grab my phone right now and i hold down facebook i get write a post upload photo video take photo video view profile if i could customize it to say write a post check notifications um go to or so you gotta go to profile uh search you know user search what's trending because i actually use the facebook trending to see what's going on i would like to have that as a quick link right from the home page just go and it takes me there yeah. Uh, actually, I think the only one that's actually kind of spot on would be Twitter, but Twitter only has three so far. You got search, new tweet, new message. I would also like to see like a, a trending type of thing. Um, yeah, their moments feature. YouTube doesn't have anything, and I've been waiting patiently. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, is, for me, is going to be like, okay, that's the one for me, but there's nothing. I know, I know they're slowly putting it in there, but I think it would be awesome that they can give you the ability to make your own 
uh, what quick features you said? Is that what's called? Uh, quick, quick actions. Quick actions. Yes, that that'd be nice. It's great that they're moving it out to more of the, the apps or native apps. But I yeah, think for me, I would like to see the ability to customize it. Yeah, customize would be nice. Yeah. So I think the uh, last one uh, we should hit on before we end the podcast is the uh, multiple users for uh, the education on iPads. Yes. I think that's pretty huge. Uh, just the, the, the fact that you're going to be able to have multiple users that can log into an iPad, even though right now it's only for education, it's opening the door for having multiple users on everybody's iPad, which is going to be huge. Yes. I think it's very, it's very remiss of, of a laptop. You know, you have multiple accounts on a laptop or desktop or PC as a, as a whole. It, it, it makes sense. I can't, you know, I don't own an iPod, iPad right now, but when I do, not if, but when, um, I, I would have that feature for my, like the master one mine and I, to have other people be able to get on and say, Hey, I just need to, you know, check something or whatever. Cause it's a convenience thing. Hey, here you go. You don't have to worry about the whole, you know, it's all about the privacy thing again. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I think the theme about these updates is I has to do a lot with about the privacy stuff and yeah, I, it does. I like it. It's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the iPad too. Look, like they, you know, you throw it on the coffee table, right? And then mm -hmm. multiple people in the house use it. It's it's not it's not as personal as your phone. Like a phone is very very personal device. Right. The, the iPad is kind of a personal device, but it's more shared than than your phone, right? So having right. multiple users on there really makes sense. So I I hope I hope it comes to us maybe in iOS ten. I hope that's something that uh, we all get access to. I hope for someone like you, it, it, it goes to the uh, older generations as well, not just the latest one. Maybe, yes. I mean, for all we know, what if they put announce it for, uh, you know, the Air 3? That's the new one that's going to come out, Air 3, Air 4? Yeah. Uh, so there's another rumor. Uh, we don't have this in the notes, but I was reading that it's not going to be the Air 3. They're going to rename it the iPad Pro 9-inch uh, or whatever. So... They're, oh, nice. Yeah, they're folding that into the, the pro line now. Ooh. I mean, either way, I, 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 would, I would probably buy that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rumor, but uh, that's what they're saying. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Nice. Yeah. I'll so, to it. so I think that covers all of our topics for today. You have any last words? Uh, stay beautiful, San Diego. <laughs> nice. Nice. So uh, go ahead and. Uh, you know, if you like the, the podcast, give us comments and uh, follow us. We're pretty much everywhere now. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, send us your questions if you have any. Uh, if you want to discuss any of the topics we talked about today a little bit more, uh, we're definitely looking for some for some input, and we'll have a follow up section if we get any questions. I have a saved round. Yeah. Uh, just so everybody understands, or not understands, but knows that you know we we're scheduling for maybe about maybe one a week right now. That does not include breaking news stuff. So if something comes out very fast, it's a very short podcast or video. It's because something big happened. What if we find out? Oh, you know, Apple uh, has to unlock this phone, and now it's actually going to cause all phones to unlock. Tim Cook gets arrested. Something we're going to cover it when we find out right there. Even if it's just like a two minute cover. So we'll have these up and going and we're trying to keep them relatively short, but 
breaking news stuff will come more immediate and it's not going to be as uh, coordinated because we're kind of going right off the hip on that one. Yeah. That was yeah, definitely. Thanks. Thanks for throwing that in there. Um, yeah. So uh, go ahead, subscribe and follow and all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Later.